0: Time to talk ETFs. We all know what the SPY is, well, SPY turns 30. Did you know that? Well, Todd Rosenbluth is with us, head of research at Vetify. Thank you for being with us. So when we think of SPY, we're thinking of the S&P 500. Oh, it's a birthday. I mean, who knew? Tell us why that's important.
1: Yeah. So it's the 30th anniversary or 30th birthday of SPY this upcoming weekend. I'm still arranging my party plans, hopefully you are as well, but there's a lot to celebrate. You know, we've got 7 trillion dollars in US listed ETFs today. We're had back-to-back of the strongest years ever in terms of overall inflows, the number of new products that have come to market. And yet mm-hmm. SPY, even though it's been losing some market share, IVV, the iShares S&P 500 ETF, Vanguard 500 VOO, those two ETFs have been gaining some market share. SPY is still the granddaddy of them all. It trades more than anything else. In fact, it trades more than most of the underlying stocks combined. The seven largest stocks in the S&P 500 on a trading volume basis trades uh, equal to what we're seeing in SPY. We're showing how much stronger the trading volume has been versus IVV and VOO. It is still the default vehicle. For many investors that are looking to get access to the S&P 500, the liquidity and the benefits of diversification instead of owning these individual
0: stocks. And still one of the most popular, right? So you talk about the amount of trades, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the most popular. Right, so
1: it is still the largest ETF, over $370 billion of money that's gone into it. It is what people turn to, even though there's now lots of children that are connected to this. So we've got versions of the S&P 500 tied to the technology sector, Technology Select Sector, Spider ETF, XLK. You've got lower volatility versions of this, SPLV, the Invesco S&P 500 low volatility ETF. And you have lots of different versions that are tied to it using the S&P 500 as that starting point.
0: Right. So growth, volatility, Uh, looking at a sector, for example, the tech sector, these are some of the things that you mentioned. Uh, Break it down. Why are each one of these important? And are any of them jumping out at you at this time for any reason based on the metrics?
1: So we're talking about the S&P 500, which is what most ETFs Mm -hmm. are used as a reference point, but most actively managed funds are used as a reference point. And so what's really been exciting to us at Vetify is the growth of the actively managed ETF universe. They represent roughly 5% of the overall asset base of the ETF marketplace. They now represent, thirty, or they did in 2022, 13% of the overall ETF flows. So these are products that are trying to outperform the S&P 500 or outperforming SPY. Products like T. Rowe Price's Blue Chip Growth ETF. The Fidelity Magellan ETF, American Century has a lineup of these products, lots of actively managed ETFs that are gaining traction, and we're seeing more of these products come to market. So, 30 years ago, when SPY came to market, I don't think anybody envisioned that there'd be active versions, or basically mutual funds versions of the uh, trying to beat the S&P 500 and in the ETF form. what are those
0: managers doing differently? They're not copying the index exactly, they're doing something differently. Like leveraging it or right right or what
1: so they're using they're doing stock so the equity ones are doing traditional stock picking so they'll take the broader universe of large cap stocks but look for companies that have the strongest fundamentals but are not reflective of price so the good thing about the S&P 500 is it's low cost, or using SPY, it's low cost, it's cheap, it's diversified, but you own those same 500 stocks on a market cap-weighted basis consistently, whereas the Tiro Price Blue Chip Growth ETF is trying to outperform it through security selection. And managers often have success, but you also have to be mindful of what they hone within the portfolio.
0: So this is a great way to access the financial markets. You don't have to pick a stock or whatever. You get a group of stocks based on whatever your choices and, and using those metrics. How have they done overall? We continue to see the growth over the three decades.
1: We have, so we're now at almost $7 trillion in assets. 3,000 plus products that are available in the United States in the marketplace. We continue to see new firms enter into the marketplace in the last couple of years. Firms like Capital Group, we mentioned T. Price as an active manager. Right. In fact, we're seeing lots of different flavors tied to ETFs. There's so much more innovation yeah. that we at Vetify are excited about and some of our partners, too.
0: Yeah. Any warnings before I let you go?
1: Well, just make sure you know what you own. And if you're owning an ETF, you're treating it the same way you would a stock. So don't buy at the open. Don't sell at the close and hope you're going to get execution. You've got to make sure you're doing fair trading practices and and make sure you're doing your homework before making a purchase.
0: All right. I hope everybody got the party invitations. Spy turns 30. Todd Rosenbluth, thank you at Betify. Good luck there at those ETFs.